Happy New Year. Welcome to this first episode of 2023. We are talking goal setting and vision crafting. And I'm going to tell you why before you set goals and before you craft your vision for 2023, why you should not set SMART goals this year. That's right. Do not set SMART goals. I'm going to give you five steps to follow instead. Five steps that are going to outline a pathway for you to create clear, actionable, meaningful and fulfilling goals and a meaningful vision for your life this year. This episode, That's Make a Difference Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Hello, my friend. Happy New Year and welcome. To 2023 on the Dads Making a Difference podcast. My name is Cam Hall. I'm your host, and I'm excited to kick off this year of 2023 with this vision setting and goal setting episode. Now, I want to stop right here, and I want to let you know that if you have not listened to last week's episode where I challenged you with 10 questions to reflect on 2022, I'm going to challenge you to go back and listen to that episode. Because in the last episode, I framed 10 questions in which I used to reflect on 2022 so that I had a clear vision moving into 2023. It is an important practice that we grow through reflection. And someone once told me that you can't draw a picture or draw a path to where you want to be unless you first know where you were. And you're conscious about where you are. Well, you can't know where you were and know where you are without reflecting on the last year. So take some time. I'm going to tell you, hit pause right now. Go back, listen to those 10 questions and reflect on the year that was in 2022. Then you're going to jump back here. and We're going to dive into setting your vision and setting some goals for 2023. So let's jump right in. And I'm going to start with something that's probably a little bit controversial. I don't like SMART goals. You're like, Cam, what? Everybody does SMART goals. Yes, everybody does them. I have done them. I have done them professionally. I've done them personally. I have done them athletically back when I played college basketball. We were always challenged to create SMART goals. And what do I mean by SMART goal? Well, if you haven't heard of SMART goals, SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Sometimes you'll hear instead of relevant for the R, you'll hear realistic. Well, I'm going to tell you why I don't like SMART goals. Now, if you're a SMART goal setter, and that is how you're going to rock it through 2023, and that's how you're going to grow relationally and spiritually and physically and financially and professionally and intellectually is by setting a smart goal, then you go ahead and do that. But listen to why I don't set smart goals. It's because that I find that it's very easy with a smart goal to kind of paint yourself into a corner where you're creating just 
a checklist. Hear me out. Here's what I mean. Yes, a goal needs to be specific. I'm going to get into that later. Absolutely. I agree with that. You need to set specific goals. And yes, you need to set goals that are measurable. Because if you can't measure something, you can't manage it. If you can't manage it, you can't change it. So you need a specific and measurable goal. I agree. So far, we're good. I'm, we're two for two. You start to lose me at attainable, realistic, or relevant, and timely. If I know something is attainable, or you know something is attainable, it's very easy to put that thing, that step, that action, that vision off to push it down the road because you know it's attainable. So you start, I maybe you don't, but I start to think, oh, I know that's attainable. I'm just going to do that later. And I'm going to work on the hard thing that I'm not quite sure if it's attainable or not, but I know that I'm driven to get there. So my brain sees attainable as easy. Now, maybe I'm completely off my rocker here. I'm just letting you know how I would with you sit down one-to-one, whether you were a fight the dad bod client and your goals were with health, or if you were impact to influence, or we're talking about leadership and building your team and building your business. I would sit with you and I would challenge you to think harder than attainable. So yes, specific, yes, measurable, attainable, maybe. Okay, but I would challenge you to think of something that you see whatever you want to do. Let's say it's next three months. If you think it's attainable in the next three months right now without even starting it, it's probably attainable in the next three weeks or six weeks. If you think something is attainable right now because you see it as attainable over the next year and you're saying by December 31st of 2023, I'm going to attain this, move it up. I want to challenge you to move it up, shorter timeline, and go with that. Make it more difficult, make it more urgent, and let's get to work. Actually, one of the best books you can read uh, to shorten your timeline, to be more intentional about your goal setting, is a book called The 12-Week Year. I actually have it right here. Uh, It's by Brian Moran, uh, The 12-Week week year we'll put a link in the show notes that was a fantastic book in just painting a picture of how you can get more done in 12 weeks and in the book he talks about uh, the 12 week year how each quarter presents itself as a new year which challenges what i believe is the long-term goal that is attainable sure set something that's attainable maybe in a shorter time frame i'm going to move on from the a (laughs) i don't want to get all eight out here so specific Measurable, sure. Attainable, I'm going to go away from that one. Relevant and realistic. Relevant, yes. Is it in alignment with what you want to accomplish or to achieve? If you have a goal that's specific, you want to lose 25 pounds by March 3rd of 2023 so that you can do a hiking trip with your son and not be out of breath. That's pretty specific. It's also measurable because you've given yourself a metric to go by uh, the 25 pounds by March 3rd. That's a specific. And is it relevant? It's relevant to what you want to do. Okay. Is it attainable? You might not believe it, but I'm going to tell you it is attainable. All right. So 
Is it relevant? Yes. Realistic. Here's where the word realistic that's being used here kind of loses me. It's easy to be too safe when you're thinking realistic. I want to challenge you to be unrealistic. I want you to challenge you to think beyond the box that you're in right now. So if you want to lose 25 pounds by March 3rd of 2023, and that's your goal, that's fantastic. And if you're driving force and your why behind that is to do a hiking trip with your son, great. I'm, I'm excited for you. I would love to work with you. But I want you to make it bigger. Don't lose sight of the fact that by losing that much weight by that time opens up the doorway and the possibility for you to lose 65 pounds in 2023, if that was your goal. Same thing with your business. If you are a solopreneur right now, you're rocking it all solo, you're doing everything, the lead gen, the marketing, the everything, communication, fulfillment, and you're doing it by yourself. And you want to add one team member by March 2023. I'm going to tell you, don't close the door with one. Look at big picture and make it relevant to what you want to do in specific in your business. So make a three-month goal. And then look at six months. Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in nine months? Where do you want to be in 12 months? Make it bigger. Just don't always rely on, oh, this sounds realistic. I'm going to stay with this. So challenge yourself. And timely. This is where the checklist part comes in. I just gave you an example. 25 pounds by March 3rd, 2023. Checklist. So what happens on March 4th? What happens when you get there? You click it off your checklist. You move on. You do the hiking trip. What's next? When you have something that's timely, timely might mean it's timely in the fact that it benefits your life or those people around you, or it's going to make a difference because it's timely in the moment. I would agree that, okay, you can roll with that. If it's timely as in you're giving yourself a cutoff, and if you don't make it by that cutoff, you've failed. I've heard this. I've seen this. I've seen men set goals professionally in their relationships with their wife. I've seen men set goals in their health, financially, where they set a goal that's timely and they get to that time frame, and either they've already exceeded that goal and the time frame was way off anyway, or they have not achieved their goal by that time. And because they have not, they begin to second guess that it's possible and they start to lose momentum. I, this is why men have worked with me for seven years. I've worked with men in their health. Uh, for four years, I've worked with guys in their business and leadership. Both scenarios, three months seems to be that tipping point where it's either you made it or you didn't. But I'm going to tell you three months, you got to move past it. You got to go to six months. The guys who are working through their health goals in six months, they start to see the habits, the rituals. They start to see some road bumps along the way that they can navigate and move forward. Okay, so just to review, I don't want to spend too much time on this. When you're looking at SMART goals, I'm going to help reframe this in a different way. Just in a way that I, I read and it spoke to me and I wanted to share it with you. You can take it or you can leave it, but it's about goal setting. And it came from actually a fiction book that I, I read. It, it's fiction, nonfiction, but it's by Robin Sharma. It's called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And in that, Robin shares five steps to follow. And I read this through the lens of goal setting, through the lens of setting a vision of where I want to be. 
And I have presented this to large groups about how to set a vision. And while some people will rely on the SMART goals, but some people have really bought into this because it ties in. So here are five steps that I would like you to follow when you're setting a vision or creating goals for 2023. Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment and talk about our community of DMD brothers in the DMD mastermind. We are men who help each other to stay focused and intentional in our pursuits of personal, professional, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual growth. We are a community of men who bring courage, wisdom, and transparency to unfiltered conversations that challenge us to be more impactful men, to be dads making a difference. We do this through our online and in-person events where men come together to speak into each other's lives and then turn around and do the deep work to create change in their families, in their businesses, and in the community around them. If you are wondering if this community might be right for you, you can find more information on the DMD Mastermind, and you can also book a call directly with me at dmdmastermind.com. Now, let's get back to our show. First, I want you to reflect on what happened. I want you to look back at your reflections from 2022 so you have a clear representation of where you are. What did you experience? What have you learned? Where have you grown? Where have you failed? Where have you been stretched? Where have you found successes? You need to know what you've been through so you know where you are so you have a clear vision of where you want to be in the future. Okay, so start with that. So have a clear vision of your outcome. That ties into SMART goals with being specific. You have a clear vision, but you cannot have a clear vision with also having a clear memory of where you were. Second, create a positive, pre uh, positive pressure in a positive environment that is going to keep you inspired. This is a loaded one, and I'm going to tell you why. You can be inspired by an event. You can be inspired by something you see, something you hear. I get inspired by things that I read. Inspiring me takes a challenge. I'm usually inspired if I read something and I get angry because I'm like, no, that's not right. But then I really reflect on, I'm like, no, it just spoke to my flaws and what I need to work on. And then I get inspired to improve in those areas. So that's just how my brain works. You might be inspired by something else. You might be inspired by seeing someone else succeed. You might be inspired by an opportunity that awaits you in the future that you want to be in said, you know, certain financial status for, so you can go to this event or physical fitness, so you can experience this event, whatever it might be. But when we think about what keeps us inspired, do not get that confused with what keeps you motivated. I might again, hey, I might ruffle some feathers here, but you can put yourself in a positive environment. You can put yourself with positive pressures. You can hire a coach. You can be part of a mastermind group like dad's making a difference. You could do all these things that are positive pressures around you, but those things will not motivate you. Motivation comes down to you doing the work. 
I truly believe this. You might look at somebody and say, I need them to motivate me. Well, they can inspire you to take action, to take the next step, but motivation will come from you and having a big enough why, that thing inside you that is going to push you so that you know that your actions are meeting your expectations. And once you can see that your actions are meeting your expectations, that will motivate you to do more action. So have positive pressure that's going to keep you inspired to move forward. And if you're inspired to move forward, it's because you have a clear why. And if you have a clear why, that's going to be enough so that your actions will meet your expectations. Then you'll be able to motivate yourself by looking at, hey, this is what I'm doing and here's where I'm going. Okay, first three, remember, having a clear vision of your outcome, be specific. Create a positive pressure to keep you inspired. Who is going to hold you accountable? And guys, I'm sorry, your wife isn't enough. You need to surround yourself with other men, other professionals who are going to keep you on track. A coach, accountability partner, mentorship, mastermind. One of those things will be amazing for you. Three, never set a goal without attaching a timeline to it. All right, this goes back to the smart goals. I told you about timely, but here's what I mean. It needs to be measurable and timely, but it also is a time for reflection, right? You need to know where do you want to be in a certain amount of time. One of the things that I do is called a come as you will be, and I'm working on this right now, my come as you will be in 2023. I did this as part of a mastermind group that I am part of, and I have set goals for the end of 2023. I actually wrote this in 2021, and I keep every quarter, I keep reviewing it, and I have had to tweak it. I've had to make changes to it. It's an ongoing vision that I have, but I can set short-term goals using, I like to use the 12-week year. I can use that 12-week year to keep moving forward towards my long-term vision, okay? So the third thing, never set a goal without attaching a timeline to it, be measurable and timely. Here is one I love that Robin presented in the book. He said the rule of 21, and this is what he means by it. He said, do the activity for 21 days in a row. This just tells us about consistency, consistency is the hardest thing to do when we set a new goal. If it's a New Year's resolution, I'm going to tell you so many people fall off at the end of January, probably a little bit into February. And it's because consistency was the struggle. It wasn't that the, the goal wasn't big enough or the why wasn't driving enough. It's just the ability to keep it consistent. So rule of 21, do the activity for 21 days in a row. I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to up it by nine days. I truly think that if you do something for 30 days straight, you're creating a new habit that can then shape your trajectory of where you want to go. Keep in mind what I just said there, creating new habits. You know, in the same book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, uh, Robin says, bad habits can never be erased, but they can be replaced. You can replace bad habits through your reflection and what you've identify where you've struggled and where you failed. You can replace those bad habits with good habits, strong habits, consistent habits. And if you need help doing that, surround yourself with someone who's going to hold you accountable in a positive pressure environment, who's going to keep you on your vision, keep you specific and timely. And here's the fifth one. And this might sound a little cliche, but I want you to 
enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Guys, we don't set goals and have a vision so that we can just like trudge through it and do the grind and get the work. I, I was listening to the Ed Milet podcast and someone on there, this was early in the year, someone said, grinding's not good. If my car was grinding, that would not be good. I would get it checked out. So why do we always think that we see on social media or we hear in business that, oh, you just got to grind it out, keep moving. Like no one, that this needs to stop being said. And I am hearing it less, which is great, but you don't need to grind. Enjoy the process. And how do you enjoy the process? You commit to 1% improvements. Committing to 1% improvements means committing to growth. So how do you grow? What's a 1% improvement? That means this one change one day at a time. And an easy way to do this is a practice that uh, I've implemented I'm, I'm talking about a lot of books here, but I, the power in reading, guys, is one of the things that has completely transformed my life. So I want to challenge you to read in 2023. And if you don't know what to read, reach out. Actually, in Dad's Making a Difference, we do a next chapter group where we all read a book at the same time and we get together and talk about it. These are books all that I've read in my next chapter. Uh, the Power of Moments, Chip and Dan Heath. I love this book. I've already done a podcast on here, an episode where I talked about the power of moments. Um, but in there, it says, what did you fail at this week? Because the promise of stretching yourself when you're challenged, when you feel that you're stretched, when you feel that you're being put in a position where you're a little bit uncomfortable, the promise of going through that isn't success. It's learning. So commit to 1% improvements. That's a commitment to growth. Committing to growth means being able to say, hey, where am I being stretched right now? Where can I improve? Where can I get stronger? And how will this push me forward? This will, how will this build momentum towards my goal? So there's five things, okay? Have a clear vision for your outcome. Create positive pressure. Never set a goal without a timeline. Do the rule of 21, have consistency, make it 30, and enjoy the process. Commit to 1% improvements. Now that I've given you those five things, I want you to take a moment. I want you to write down the goals, the vision, what you hope to achieve, what you will achieve in 2023. Frame your goals that way. Don't say, I would like to achieve this in my business by the end of 2020. No, I will. Do this. I will do this in my health. I will do a date night with my wife every Thursday of the month. I will do these things. Be intentional in your language. Having intentionality in our language also gives us intentionality in how we're thinking and how we implement things. So being intentional in how we frame in our written word and the words that we speak will also translate in being intentional in your actions. Now, as you're thinking about your goals, I'm going to challenge you to think about goals in two areas, two areas. The first are goals considered hygiene factors, okay? Hygiene factors. Like, Cam, what are hygiene factors? Well, according to uh, Clayton Christians in his book, How Will You Measure Your Life, which what an amazing book, How Will You Measure Your Life by Chris, Clayton Christensen. He talks about two motivating factors. There's actually hygiene factors and motivators. Hygiene factors are things like status, compensation in your job, job security, work conditions, um, 
practices that you do professionally. Those could be hygiene factors, the things that just give you security, right? The things that give you status. It's not shallow to be motivated by status. Hey, I want to be successful. I want to improve myself for this reason. Hey, we're human beings. We are all motivated by status, right? We're all motivated by why do I want to lose weight? I want to lose weight so I can look better. Sure. Is it shallow? No, you want to look better. That's just how you are. I want to lose weight so I can go on a hike with my son. Great. What does going on a hike with your son do? Well, it improves the relationship with my son. Great. That elevates your status, your status as a father, status in your family, status as a mentor, as an example to others. Like, guys, it's not bad to be motivated by status. All right. So those are hygiene factors. But then there's motivators. So you can set goals for hygiene factors, but you can also set goals and motivators. So challenging work, recognition, responsibility, personal growth, personal health. Those are motivators. So the motivators are the feelings that you are making, uh, the feeling that you are making a meaningful contribution that arises from something that's intrinsic in you, if that makes sense, right? Read the book, Clayton Christensen. He says it much better than I do. But you have hygiene factors and motivators. You can frame goals in each of these areas, and that's okay. But get really clear on them and walk through those five clear steps uh, that I gave you before. I want to challenge you, act, write these goals and act, find accountability, send me your goals. I would love to keep in contact with you to keep you accountable to your goals so that we know as a brotherhood, dad's making a difference that you are on track. Here's the tough love about it. Failure to act equals failure to care. Failure to act equals a failure to care. So create goals that you care about. Create a vision that you care enough about to make yourself a little bit uncomfortable so you can stretch, so you can grow. Failure to act equals failure to care. That's actually from Be Exceptional by Joe Navarro. It's an amazing quote. I have it on my desk because I want to be sure that I care because when I care, I can act with intention. Okay, you have some homework to do. This was a quick one, guys. It's a Happy New Year episode. As you're hearing this, um, I'm likely spending some time with my family in the mountains. That's what we do to reset. And there's no better way to reset and head into the new year with a clear head, with a clear heart and a happy heart, but also being fired up for what 2023 is going to be. There's nothing better than being in the mountains for me. I want to challenge you this week. As you're setting your goals, you're going to set those goals that are clear. You're going to have a clear vision. You're going to be surrounding yourself with positive pressure so you can get there. You're not going to set a goal that's not timely or measurable. You're going to be consistent with it. You can enjoy the process. And as you're writing down those goals, then take some time to get out. Get outside, get some fresh air, be active, and live that fit, healthy, fulfilled life with your family and be intentional with the people around you. Because guys, what are we here for? We're here to make a difference. We're here to make a difference in the lives of our families, in the lives of our friends, in our communities, and in our business. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to an amazing 2023 right alongside you. I'll see you again next week here on the Dad's Making a Difference podcast.
Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I will see you on the next episode of the DMD podcast.